now, Niall, you want to ask director Sean McKeown about the Madagascar pochard. Yes, uh, Sean, an- another bird indeed, obviously a subject close to my heart. But one of the projects that you're involved with, I think, that interests me the most is your work with the Madagascar pochard, a- work that you're, you're funding abroad um, for the-, the conservation of this species. The rarest duck in the world, in fact, so rare it was believed to be extinct for several years until its rediscovery around 2006. Can you tell us a bit more about that bird? What does it look like? How does it live? And what is Foto doing to save it? Madagascar pochard is a is a diving duck. It's it's quite a, a short, stubby neck so it's easy for it to dive there are diving species aboard and they become quite rare because the habitat was being degraded the adults could survive but they couldn't uh, rear any young so when they found the remaining potcher in I think it was 25, 24, 25 left uh, and they spent some time studying them they realised there was no youngsters being recruited because they either they were being eaten or the habitat wasn't suitable to actually allow those ducklings mature. This is a programme with Jersey Dural Institute and WWT, Wildfowlers and Wetlands Trust. They decided that they would collect some eggs, take them into captivity and start rearing them. They did a pilot study in, and they suddenly realised, well, that would work. They approached FOTA to see if we would be willing to, to fund a breeding centre. So uh, we donated over 80,000 to develop a, the first breeding centre for Madagascar and Pochard. Um, and they were able to grow those numbers to 60 or 70 and then start releasing them back into other sites around Madagascar. So uh, I was lucky enough to be out in Madagascar, see them, see the breeding centre, see the young ducklings being reared and then to go up and see them being released back into the wild. Sean, when it comes to reintroduction, be it of Madagascar potchards or corncrakes or bison or any of these these other species, obviously captive breeding alone isn't enough. You can produce these animals in captivity, but if the, the reasons for their original extinction or, or depletion in the wild haven't been addressed, then won't work. Those, those animals will just be doomed to fail in the same way. So as part of this, I, I'm presuming that things like habitat restoration, uh, education of local populations, uh, removal of hunting pressures, all of those kind of things must be a very important part of these projects as well not just the captive breeding side of things. Yes, there would, there would have been. Uh, one of the big things they had in, in Madagascar was um, snake-headed fish or predatory fish that were introduced into a number of the uh, lakes in, uh, in, in Madagascar, basically for food. Uh, and that had a dramatic effect on, on the survival of, of, of young potchard. But there was also degradation to, to the lakes themselves, particularly around the edges of the lake, from human, basically human interaction, they, they um, were also boring forest around the area, so you got run off into the into the lake. So um, it just wasn't as productive. And by changing that and restoring habitat, they were able to start a reintroduction program for them. They have been one of the lucky species in in, in Madagascar, uh, and two other species that. We have in FOTA the, the, the primates, the black and white rough lemur and the ringtail lemur, their populations have crashed from hundreds of thousands down to, in the case of the ringtail lemur, down to about 3,000. And in the black and white rough lemur, it, there's only two or 300 left. In, in the case of the black and white rough lemur, there have been a number of studies done, but they don't really know 
what aspect to the environment is so critical to, to the rough lemur and um, what is the actual reason for their, their decline when there are other species that are doing quite well in some cases in the same habitat.